today I'm joined by Gareth Yates, who is an estate agent from South Manchester, ex-Purple Bricks local director, um, and now is a self-employed estate agent with the um, EXP model. And he is here today to tell me his estate agency story, the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations. Thanks for joining me today, Gareth. Thank you for having me, Chris. Excited to be here. Pleasure, pleasure. When were you born? I was born in 1988, many, many moons ago. God, dear. And um, any brothers and sisters as you were growing up? No, no. Grow, grew up with a single parent, just me and my mum. Okay. Did you ever know your dad? Or? And unfortunately, he passed away when I was very young. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, what did your mum teach you as you were growing up? My mum taught me with the back of a slipper how to be resilient. She taught me the most important thing in life, which is punctuality. Um, you've got to make sure you're there on time. Being on time is late. So that I really must have missed you, uh, pissed you <laughs> off today by being 10 minutes late to the studio. It's all right. I Even though I'm you. three streets away. <laughs> um, joking aside, did you have any interaction with your grandparents growing up? Um, very little with my grandma. I would see her probably once every two, three weeks. Not a lot with my grandfather until I was a lot older. And that was on your mother's side? Yes. Any, any grandparents on your father's side? No, no. My dad, if he was still alive today, would be in his 90s. So they were long gone by the time I was I'm born. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Was it hard work being brought up in a, in a single mother, single parent family? At the time, you don't see it. You look back and you realise there was opportunities that potentially I missed along the way. That's why I look to give my kids these days. Me and my partner always talk about the things growing up in a poorer household. But no, really enjoyed it. I wouldn't change anything in my childhood. And that was in South Manchester? Or? Yeah, yeah, born and raised in Sale. I tried to escape for two years, but ended up going straight back. Excellent, excellent. As you were um, growing up as a child, did, did you know what you wanted to do? Yes, I wanted to be a lawyer. Why is that? Um, I wanted to help serve, I suppose, more than anything. I wanted to put away bad guys, and I wasn't fit enough to be a police officer, so lawyer seemed like the right way to be. Is that because you're watching TV and stuff like that? And yeah, I would imagine good so. Stuff. I would good imagine stuff. So. When did you see the light and think to yourself, that's not for me? Um, it was probably when I went into sixth form. I did um, a business, uh, I think it was A-level at that point, and realised I wanted to go into the world of business. I was already working for Argos at that point, weekend, and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to be a real estate, a retail magnet. So you did your sixth form. Yep. Got your A-levels and you went to work for Argos? Part-time and I was um, a store, uh, stock manager at that point and worked up to customer service manager alongside doing my degree. What was your degree in then? It was business management from MMU. Okay, so you were living in Sale, yep. you were at Manchester Metropolitan Uni yes. um, and at the same time you were helping run an Argos store. Yes. Spinning a lot of plates there, but yep. then you learnt that from your mum obviously. Yep. Okay, what, what did, was the time at Argos good, good times? Yeah, fantastic times. And I always say when I win a million pounds, when I win the lottery, I'm going back to work in an Argos stockroom. Best days, fantastic. Okay, and were you chose those little pens? <laughs> it was pencils in my day. Okay. We ended up doing pencils. Um, no, I was up in the stockroom to start with. They wouldn't let me downstairs with the general public. And... Uh, I bet it's quite amazing in there where all the numbers are and you know where all the stock is. It, it, I still don't know how they fit it all in nowadays. There's still stock numbers, SQUs, that I could tell you what that item is. 
Fantastic. And, and they don't change, do they? Uh, no, for stock that's been in stock for a very long time, they will stay the same. Good stuff. So the question is this, so you, became, you went to August in 2010, you yeah. were doing your degree at the same time. Yeah. Um, then you became an estate agent in 2013. Why is yeah. that? So I had a conversation actually with an area director for Bridgefords Countrywide. They were in my branch and they happened to mention that I had all these skills to be a good estate agent. So obviously I went off to apply to be a mortgage advisor then. Um, got rejected because I hadn't done my CMAP, but the uh, recruiter that I was speaking to said, actually we have opportunities for trainee estate agents. How do you fancy it? So I took the risk from going from a job for life with Argos down to the Bottom rung, you'd say, trainee estate agent. With that must have been a cut in pay. I mean, yes, you'd, you'd met your missus the year before. Yeah. Um, were you living together at that point? Uh, yes, we were. Well, you don't think about it, do you? No. How did she feel that you you were almost cutting your wage, not in half, but a big substantial chunk? I suppose a step that we've missed out there, actually, is I had lung surgery in 2012. Um, I was a smoker. I tall and skinny, and one of my lungs collapsed, collapsed three times, so I had surgery, and it felt like the right time to go off and do something different. Um, and we're a team, means so we've always been a team. She would back me with whatever I do. It was the right point to do it for me. So the fact is, is that your lung collapsed made you think, made you re-evaluate your life? Yes, I suppose you could say that. Were you a heavy smoker then? Uh, I was when I was younger, yes. How many were you doing a day? <laughs> um, 20 to 30. Do you think that was a blessing in disguise? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Probably would still be at Argos now, do you think? Um, no, I am, a, I am a driven person. You'll see from my track record, I don't tend to hang around at places long. I'll do two, three years maximum, move on. Um, there's only been one job where I've stayed at a longer period than that. I always look for the next challenge. But you're, you're I mean, we're going to get to it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in your own business. What's going to stop you buggering off in a few years' time? I suppose when you've got your own business, you are pushing for the next challenge constantly. There is no end point of a certain job role. It's about getting onto the next challenge. If you want 10 listings, you want 15 listings, you want 20 agents, you want 30 agents working alongside. So you went to work for Bridgeford? Yes. As an egg, bottom of the run? Correct. How were those couple of years between 13 and 15? Was it everything you expected it to be? No, no, not at all. I thought a state agency was all about putting a pair of sunglasses on and driving around in your soft top car showing people houses. I didn't understand that people had a choice of a state agents and would compete with agents to see which one they wanted to work with. It was very much an eye-opener for me. Um, and the sales environment was something completely new. I'd had KPI targets at Argos. They were nowhere near as competitive as the world of a state agency. It was really a trial by fire those first couple of years. What was the hardest part then? I suppose the hardest part was switching from having customer service at the heart of everything you were doing to that sales. Sales meant the world. Do you feel when you worked for Bridgefords that your customer service suffered because of your targets? You could say that, yes, you could. Um, and I think when I look back, they were very much my formative years in estate agency. The people I was working with were phenomenal estate agents and I took a lot from them, but it was great to see my mindset change. So, you know, you were, what, let's just work this one out. You were 25 at the time, so it's not as if you were wet behind the ears. 24, 25, yeah. Um, no, I suppose not, but I had grown up within Argos. I hadn't experienced numerous jobs at that point. Okay, okay. So what made you leave Bridgefords? The, just the 
the target environment? And... No, I was offered a, um, a promotion with a different company, uh, Reed's Reigns LSL Group. And it was the next step. Was that up. an owned branch or a franchise branch at the time? It was an owned branch. Okay. And what was that? Was that valuing or? So that was sales manager for Manchester City Centre, so their flagship branch. And when you were at Bridgefords, what position did you get to? A uh, marketing advisor. What's one of those? Um, a valuer lister. Okay. Can you remember your first valuation? Um, I can remember my first valuation and it was appalling. It really was. I tried to follow a script and it just wasn't natural. It wasn't me. And I learned very quickly that a nice flip chart only gets you so far. You need to have your own character in there. Okay. So I've, I've run a, a city centre branch. Yep. It's completely different to yep. running it in a town, isn't it? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. You have to leverage your connections more at a city centre branch and you're not meeting people face to face. Your phone skills and your email skills need to improve massively to stand any chance of surviving. And then a few years later, you went to work for Purple Bricks. I when did, 2017, which was actually just, it was, that was the peak of the peak for them, wasn't it? It was the good times. Yeah. Bruce's were still there? They were indeed. I was one of the, I think it was the 300, 400 that they brought on in one fell swoop. Um, and I never saw myself ending up there. I was on have a phone conversation with one person. I'm going to pass you over to someone else. Had a conversation with them. Next thing you know, I'm talking to someone else. And next thing you know, I'm agreeing that I'm going to join them. Um, once again, I had a very good job with Reed's Reigns at that point. I had a branch in South Manchester, Timpley, and we were going places. We were going well. So it was a risk jumping over to Purple Bricks. Why? Why did you jump? Were they blowing smoke at your backside? No, no, no. There was none of that. I didn't feel that I was wanted or they oversold anything to me for me it was that work-life balance that i saw i had two young children uh, well i had one young child i didn't even know arlo was on the way at that point so you got lyra was born in 13 and arlo was, who was born in 17 at the time so lyra, just lyra was 14 yeah yep. yeah so okay. arlo arlo was born the month i joined purple bricks so how did your wife feel i know you're not sorry i know you're not married but all intents and purposes you are um how did your missus feel about you jumping ship? Again, we're a team. Um, there were concerns. She's a, what does she do? She's a teacher. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yes, yeah. So she's a teacher. She was um, working full-time as an early years specialist in the school. So obviously on very good money there, long hours, but it meant I could pick up some of the slack at home. We had long conversations in terms of whether I believed I could go out and do what was being sold, and I backed myself, and it worked out well. To a point where you became an area director? Correct. Was that still an employed role? Um, when we switched to employed, I was still what they call a local property expert at that point. Within five months, I was area director. So you became, so you were still employed when everyone became employed. Yes. Why do you think they gave you the area director? Because they got rid of a lot of directors, didn't they? They did, they did. Um, I don't know, in all honesty. I think I've always showed leadership ability when I was at Purple Bricks, but I never wanted to take the next step. When we went employed and it wasn't my own money behind it, I think it became a lot more appealing to me at that point. Running a, a bunch of local property experts remotely must, be, must have been quite a challenge. It was. And the thing I found in Manchester was they were quite a fragmented team. They didn't really know each other. They hadn't had any interactions. And there were some parts of the area that had joined the area and didn't know any of the team whatsoever. So what did you do? Get them into the, uh, Volker Revs in Manchester City Centre and get them drunk then? <laughs> now, that'd be giving away the secrets. Um, I think the so first... the answer's yes, then? Yes, yeah. No, the first, the first step to me was to meet them all individually and assess the individual attributes that they brought to the team and then see how I could create a team ethic from that. 
I was really keen on making sure the team wrote what our obligations were going to be and what our commitments were going to be to one another. And that's what we did in our first meeting. The market share of Purple Bricks has been drifting in the, well, for the last four years without breaking any confidences. Why do you think that is? I think when the roles switched from self-employed to employed, we did lose some good people and you also lose some of that fire. Um, and I think we saw some people sit back and take the basic salary and not fight to the same degree that they would have if they were still self-employed. What if I said that, that that reduction in market share was before then? It would surprise me. I was only focused on the localised market and we were performing well. Okay, but then... You got itchy feet again and you left Purple Bricks and joined the EXP as a self-employed agent. When was that? In 23? That was 23, yes, August. August. So that was literally only four or five months ago. Yes. Why? Were you bored at Purple Bricks? No, no. There was lots of change with Strike coming on board and there were challenges going on and there were redundancies and there were a lot of people put at risk. The time was just right. It wasn't the brand that I bought into originally. Do you think things changed when Strike came along? Yes, for positive and negative, um, but it didn't... You still have friends in Pembroke? 100%, 100%. Some of my closest friends work there. And they're happy at the moment? Yeah. But why did you swap over? Because you just thought to yourself, well, I'm getting a bit bored. Because you said earlier on that, you, you know, you do like a bit of a butterfly flit around. I do indeed, I do indeed. And to be managed a certain way would not sit comfortably with me. They... The, man, the expectation of employees to see certain volumes, hit certain targets, that's not the estate agency I want to work in. So did you go through head office or did you go through one of the many EXPers who were out there selling their wares on, on bloody social media? I went through one of the EXPers. Who then. did you go through? I went through Ben Moore. Ben Moore's content was fantastic. He attracted my eye and he actually approached me directly and I'd been speaking on and off with Ben for 18 months, two years, before I even took the role as area director. Do you think Ben's more approach to attracting you to EXP was a, was a significant part in you joining EXP? Yes and no. Ben's approach is very good. He makes you believe in the product, makes you believe in the lifestyle that is on show, but he backs it up as well. But for me, it was the legacy effect of EXP more than anything. It's my name on the board. It's my brand. And it's what comes with that as well. I can build on the back of the brokerage. Do you think, do you think more EXP agents should take reference to the way Ben uh, introduces and recruits people into EXP? Yes, and it wouldn't just be EXP, it would be all the brands that are out there. There is a lot of choice now, but I think we do have an ethical responsibility to make sure that we aren't overselling the same way that you wouldn't overvalue a property. There's a lot to be taken from Ben's approach and Scott Gunn's approach as well, who's also done a fantastic job of it. Yep, I agree with you. Isn't it interesting that they're two of the biggest people that bring most people in? Yeah. Less than there for everyone else. Um, what's the future for, for Gareth then? So for me, I am looking to build my own estate agency locally and then with the one eye on helping other people if they do want to take the route to self-employed, help them along the path there. I would eventually like to run my own team though within EXP, which is a new product that's been released. Good stuff. Well, I wish you well on that one. Thank you. Uh, what I'd like to do after this, and please do check it out on my YouTube channel, we'll do some individual other videos 
on some individual topics, short, sharp, hard-hitting stuff. Thank you for your time today, Gary. Fantastic. Thank you, Chris.